Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. At the Summer Games in Tokyo 2020, surfing made its Olympic debut. And with it, a new world's worth of athletes splashed onto the Olympic stage. Leading up to the games, one of those burgeoning star riders spent her first year on the surfing championship tour, where she won the Rookie of the Year award and finished the year ranked number seven in the world. Next, she found herself in Maui competing for the world title. And while she was ultimately runner up, it still meant she qualified to surf for Team USA at those Summer Olympic Games one of only two women. And all this before she had even turned 18. I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Torched, a show about the heat of competition and the cost of greatness, both on and off the Olympic stage. On today's episode, we meet Caroline Marks, American pro surfer, And we discuss how so many firsts in her life have led to waves of great success. Okay, so I've been really looking forward to this interview. You're such a badass. In doing the prep and research, I can really relate to some of your story growing up with brothers, having to represent being a a girl around dudes and be in a sport that's dangerous. And I'm super excited to talk to you. But before we get into it, um, can you just introduce yourself? Yeah, cool. I'm excited about this conversation too. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Caroline Marks. I am 20 years old and I'm a professional surfer, Olympian surfer, surfing for Team USA. And yeah, that's my title. (laughs) And there's so much more, but we're going to get into it. Okay, so how old were you when you started surfing? You were super young, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I'd say I touched a surfboard when I was like three or four years old, like super young in Costa Rica, I remember. There's like a photo of me, my my brother's like watching behind me. It's super cute. I have a little flower in my hair and I was like super young and I was like standing parallel, like not even like the way you actually surf, like fully parallel and I was so little. And I actually, I've always loved the ocean, you know, but I, I stopped surfing. I don't want to say I stopped surfing, but I, I got into horseback riding and that was my thing for a while. And I didn't ser- I didn't really like seriously get into surfing. I'd say until I was about like nine years old. My oldest brother, Luke, he was a professional surfer as well. And I just thought like that was his thing. So I was like, okay, I'll let him do his thing and then I'll ride horses. And 
that's just the way it's going to be. And it was really until I kind of was like, oh, like, I just want to be just like them. And I was like, for them to think I'm cool, like, I have to do what they think is cool. And that was surfing. So that's why, that's seriously why I got into surfing. Like, I don't even know if I'd get into surfing if it wasn't for my brothers. Like, I just, yeah, like, they were, I just wanted to be like them. So that's, like, where it all came from. That's cute. And that's funny that you're ta- that you said that you were parallel on a surfboard because I'm a skier and I tried surfing once and I got up, but I, but my, I put my feet forward and they're like, <laughs> they're like, you looked so stupid. Yeah. That makes sense though. It was just so natural. Yeah. For sure. I totally get that. That's really funny. <laughs> Cause when I go in the snow, like I want to snowboard cause it feels way more yeah. natural to me, you know, but for sure. But everyone made fun of me. Surfing's hard. Surfing is a very hard sport because there's just never ever the same wave and it's always changing and moving. So it's really hard just to like, it's hard to explain that to someone. Then once you do it, you're like, okay, I get it. Why it's so, it's such a hard sport to be excellent at. Surfing is gnarly. I mean, not only do you have mother nature, which we have seen, especially in the last five years, is the most formidable force on earth. You could potentially get eaten. Like <laughs> It's just such a crazy sport. I love it. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Okay, so how many brothers do you have? I have four brothers, and then I also have a little sister. So I'm one of six. Oh, you? Oh, there's another girl too? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. My little sister, she just turned 11. Like She's 11 going on about like 25, though. It's pretty crazy. Youngest is six, you know, she's growing up really fast, but yeah, four brothers and one little sister. Oh, that's awesome. So besides you, are any of your brothers or sister competing surfing? Um, not, not anymore. Everyone surfs, everyone loves to surf. And like I said, like my oldest brother, he used to compete all the time. He took a different path, but he still surfs all the time. He loves it. And yeah, it's cool. Nothing really makes me happier than like surfing with them and going on a surf trip with them. And that's my favorite thing in the world. And it's special. I get to share that with them, you know, around the world and stuff. It's cool. Absolutely. So you started so that you could hang with your brothers, but what do you think made you stick with it? Did you fall in love with it? Like, how did it become your passion? Yeah, I for sure fell in love with it. I've always been really competitive, like with anything, like whether it was a board game or just like, I don't know, just chores, who gets them done the quickest, like anything. I've always been really competitive. So I feel like that was an area I never really had to like, I guess, work on. And then it was just like, what's my click? Because I loved horseback riding a lot. But then once I surfed, I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to fall in love with, with what you do. And like once I surfed and just like realized how fun it was, I was just like, uh, yeah, I seriously, I just fell in love with it really fast. And I just, I guess I haven't really looked back since. And surfing fell in love with you too. You won your first national surf contest at 11 years old. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy to think about. Well, I just look at my little sister now and I'm like, you're 11 and that's so young to me. I'm like, I don't know, so much happens like from then till now. Like I, I'm only 20 and I feel like that's young. And then like, I'm like, but 11, that's like crazy. That's like little kids. Yeah, it's, I guess, I don't know, everything happened pretty fast for me. I just, I really am doing it though, because I'm so in love with it and it's my passion and it's what I wake up every day and I crave to do. Like I'm in my off season right now and I wake up every day because I I crave to surf and that's what makes me happy. And it's just such a special sport because I feel like that's pretty rare to kind of want to do it when you don't have to do it. For sure. What a gift, what a huge blessing and gift to have found something that lights you up every day and calls to you. For sure. And that that's as cool as surfing, being out there in the elements, 
you know, I think like sports, like surfing and skiing and stuff, sometimes it can be a bit of a spiritual experience because you're just out there with like this extreme nature and it's you against you. I mean, there's nothing like it. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're in nature and that's like such yeah. a cool thing about it. And like, I don't know, it just, my mom always says like, when I get a year or whatever, like <laughs> she's like, go in the ocean, like I'll spray you with a bottle of salt water. Cause it just makes you happy. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just like therapy in, in a way too. Like it just for sure. feels so good to be in the ocean and just in mother nature. And there's just like, I saw this interview that Beyonce did. I saw it on TikTok. I didn't watch the whole interview, but I saw on TikTok, like this little thing Beyonce said. And she's like, I love the ocean because it makes me feel so small. And it just makes you realize like how big the world is and how small we are compared to like mother nature. And it's just like a cool feeling. So absolutely, um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So 11 years old, you won an, a national surf contest and you've won many other titles and You've competed in the Olympics all before the age of 20. Those are just some of the highlights, but what do you think were some of the most pivotal moments in your athletic career? Yeah, I think a big one to me is probably, I'd say being the first kind of girl to win the first event with equal pay for both men and women. I think that (laughs) really stands out for me. That was really (laughs) special. It was only my second year on the tour and it was just such a special moment because I've, I've watched surfing since I've been a little kid because of my brother. And then I got into it and girls like Stephanie Gilmore and Carissa Moore and Lisa Anderson, like the list goes on that I looked up to so much. And I just have so much respect for them for paving the way for me. And then, you know, I get on the tour and then my second year on tour, there's equal pay, which is like so incredible. And it's something that I, I never even thought really was possible. It didn't even really cross my mind. The fact that it happened, you know, in, in my generation is so special. And to take that first win was just like incredible. So that one, yeah, sticks out to me a lot. I can totally understand why that would stick out to you. And I think that's a pivotal moment for all of us. That's awesome. You were the youngest surfer ever to qualify for the surfing world tour. Uh, How intimidating or was it intimidating to compete among athletes that had been there for a lot longer? They're a lot older. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a pretty big decision. I, that year I qualified it. It wasn't necessarily my goal to qualify that year. I, you know, obviously my end goal was to qualify, but I just was doing um, certain contests just to get experience and to kind of see my heroes and compete against them. And then all of a sudden I just ended up qualifying. And I remember I was in Spain and I was like, it was the last end of the year. And I, and I was like, holy cow, I, I made the final. And I was like, well, this is crazy. I qualified. And I don't know, just like you're 15, you don't really like think much about anything really. And <laughs> you're pretty just like oblivious to the world. So I, yeah, that was crazy. I remember that moment. It was definitely a big decision for my parents. I didn't really know what to say. I was just kind of like, oh, whatever you guys think. I don't know. I I guess like we kind of came down to the decision. Okay, let's do it. Like we have, I have, I'm super grateful because I have such an amazing support crew. And I think that's what really helped me make the decision is like, I'm super young. Like I, I probably need like a lot of support around me. I need my family. I need my friends around me. So having such a big family that I'm really close to and such amazing friends, um, it made the process just flow. And I'm so grateful I did that. Looking back, I think in the moment it was a little scary, but looking back, I wouldn't change it for the world because it's been so much fun and I'm, yeah, I'm grateful for it. It's been a crazy ride so far. So it's fun. So you're a little kid, you're looking up to these surfers, they're your heroes. And then all of a sudden you're 15 and you're competing against them like, like that. 
Yeah, that's a super crazy thing. It's weird because like, you know, I got a few wild cards into some contests before before I qualified and I was only like 13 then. So I was really starstruck. I was like, oh my God, there's Stephanie Gilmore. There's Carissa Moore. And they were in my heat. And I think it kind of like messed up my heat because I just was like so starstruck by them. And <laughs> I think like by the time I qualified, um, I was like, okay, cool. Like and these are my idols, but now I want to beat them. So it's funny how that changes. You know, you have so much respect for them and, and you're like, so in awe of them, but you also like, I want to beat them. So it's kind of <laughs> funny how that happens. But yeah, it's a crazy thing to be looking up to your heroes that you've watched on TV, posters on your wall, and then you're like in a heat with them trying to beat them. So it's a crazy feeling. For sure. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. What does training look like for uh, surfers like you at that at this level? Yeah, I think lots and lots of surfing. I think a big way of getting better at surfing is to surf. I think practicing a lot. I notice and it's just so much fun. It doesn't feel like a job or work or anything. Just surfing in different kinds of conditions. I think they give you a schedule of what the waves are going to look like the next um, season. So you kind of want to practice in waves that you're going to be competing at. And yeah, I have a couple of great trainers. I have one in Second Money and one in Huntington. And I'd say just keeping the body limber and good, preventing injuries is a huge thing because surfing is already so extreme on your body. So I think just, you know, making sure you're injury free, you know, and um, so you're loose, but also strong at the same time. Yeah, just little things like that. But yeah, it's it's pretty, it gets pretty intense, I'd say, like leading up to the season, just you have a pretty big schedule of surfing Surfing, the hours you surf just depends on how the waves are that day. So that's hard. But sometimes you surf six hours a day. Sometimes you surf two hours a day. Sometimes you surf more or less. You know, it just depends. But I'd say you try to surf maybe four hours a day and train once or twice a day. And that's it's pretty intense, but it's fun. And it yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing when you love it. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay, let's talk about the Olympics. How did it feel when you qualified for Team USA? That was 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy, um, I think that'll forever be one of the best moments of my life just cause my whole family was there and it was such a cool year. That year was the first year of equal pay. That was the first year of the Olympics. And 
I think Team USA, going into to that year, we all knew like it was going to be like so hard to make Team USA, you know, because there's history shows, especially on the girls side, is that um, Team USA, like a lot of the girls that surf USA have gone for the world title. So and there's only two people that get accepted to make the spot. So we knew it was going to be super hard. Um, and it's crazy to compete for like an Olympic spot and the world title at the same time. And I was only 17 then and I was going against my heroes and it was just so crazy. And I'm pretty grateful I was that young because I think I was super oblivious to how serious the situation <laughs> was. I like looking back like on videos or whatever, I'm just like, holy cow, I was so oblivious to how serious that was. And yeah, I don't know. That was a really special moment. It was an emotional moment. It was beautiful. And I didn't really realize how big it was until I actually was at the Olympics and I was like holy cow this is why the Olympics is so prestigious this is why everyone wants to make it this is the coolest thing ever you get to represent your country and there's nothing better than that so it was a super special time and feeling so this was the first also this was the first year that surfing was part of the Olympics right yeah yeah it was crazy and that's what I mean like we didn't really know how serious it was because we've never experienced that or that's never really been a thing for us, it was always just world titles and stuff like that. So the Olympics just added a whole new mm-hmm. other thing we were focusing on. And so it was super new to everyone. And it was incredible. And did I hear you right? There was only two spots for women? Two spots. So it's pretty, Woo! pretty crazy. Two, two spots for each country. But yeah, the USA was it was super, super competitive. And it was it came down to the last event. There's 10 events we have throughout the season. And it came down to the last event. And we were all one heat away from making it. So whoever made it farther would... It was crazy. Like, I was something I'll never forget. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> That's pretty big. For sure. Um, did you did you think about going to the Olympics when you were competing? Was that even on your radar? Like, what was your mindset around that? Yeah. When the year started, I definitely was, like, thinking, like, I, I was definitely like, okay, I have to do really good to make the Olympics. And I was, guess I was more focused on that. And then I started the season off with a win. And then I think then I was, you know, your mind ultimately goes, okay, well, like, I'm number one in the world right now, like Olympics. You start to automatically think about the end of the year, which is like hard when your mind goes there. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. Like, let's just, you know, live in the moment. We have 10 events. So much happens in 10 events and everyone's so good. So I really was just trying to be in every moment, like just trying to do the best surfing I could and prepare the best I could in, in each and every event. And once the last event got there and I was like in contention for the Olympic spot, I was like, okay, like it's just time to focus and just remind myself and believe in myself that there's a reason why I'm I'm here because I work hard and I believe in myself and I can do it. And so it was really just believing in myself to do it. And thankfully, you know, it it all worked out and the waves came to me and um, it all happened the way it did. (laughs) It's crazy to think about. Like, it feels like you're reliving it almost. So, yeah. (laughs) So cool. It sounds like you have a really healthy mindset. Do you do work on that? Yeah, I've definitely done some work on it. You know, I'm not going to lie. There's moments where it's like up and down. I think obviously, you know, as an athlete, like the highs are so high and the lows are so low and it's really hard to like, yeah, it's really hard to like balance that. I think mental health is a huge, um, it's a huge thing in this world right now. And and I didn't really know what mental health was until I kind of started dealing with it. And I think, um, Obviously, like during the pandemic, you're, you're just used to just surfing every day and competing. And all of a sudden, like you have the year off and you're like, holy cow, like what's what's going to happen? All these things change. It's hard to travel. Like there's these viruses. We're in a pandemic. And 
I can just go on and on. And then it's really hard as an athlete because one year is a long time just to sit there and think about it. And, you know, the Olympics were postponed a year. That was another big one. But yeah, I do do I do do work. I have a sports psychologist and I think that's been super helpful for me. And I have an amazing family and amazing friends. So definitely do a lot of work on the mind. It's a huge thing when you're, you know, like when you're at the highest level, I think mental is, is a huge, huge thing. So it's immeasurably huge, especially when you're in a solo sport. For sure. It's hard because it's, yeah, you have to be really selfish and you have to, yeah, you have to be really selfish. And I think it's like, you have to know how to balance like your friends and being normal, but also being this athlete. And so that's where like, I think a sports psychologist is really helpful and um, it's been good. I'm feeling good about it. (laughs) Absolutely. Cool. Okay. So can you explain to us how competitive surfing works in the Olympics? Yeah. So pretty much it starts with four, four person heat and there's a uh, panel of five judges and pretty much like whoever gets top two advanced when there's four people. And then whoever obviously has the highest totals, like win the heat. And then when you keep on advancing, I think it was the quarterfinals or maybe the round of 16. I can't really remember that it goes to women on women. And then um, obviously whoever gets the higher total on that wins the heat. And then it just goes on to the once you get move on to the semifinals, if you lose in the into the semifinals, you go into, I guess, whoever else lost their semifinal and you go into compete for a bronze. Obviously, whoever makes to the final, whoever wins gets first and wins gold. Whoever gets second gets silver. So, yeah, it's kind of like a normal event for us. Like it was pretty, pretty similar to what we're used to, which was pretty cool. But yeah, pretty much top three, you get a medal and everyone else just gets a really cool experience. What happens if the waves aren't cooperating? Yeah, so we have a waiting period. Um, I'm, I think we had about a 10 or a 12 day waiting period. We had a pretty solid waiting period. They picked the best day to run. So we ran over two days, I think, because it takes a couple of days to run the event. And um, that way, if the wind or the tide or anything gets weird, you can put it on hold. Or if there's not enough swell, you can wait a couple of days. So thankfully, we had a lot of contestable waves. We had a great forecast, which was awesome. The final day was really hard. It was like, I think it was actually a typhoon. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no big deal. Yeah. But that, that's the sport we're in. And, and mm-hmm. like, you can't really, you can't predict mother nature. You have a forecast, but you can't really predict it to the T. So you just have to wait and watch the conditions all day long. Yeah. We have a waiting period and just pick the best days to, to run when we compete. Um, what's it like to surf in a typhoon? Like, what are those conditions? Like? There's different, there's a couple different. It depends like how close it is to you, I think. I don't know, but uh-huh. it was, it's, you know, obviously brings a lot of wind, brings a lot of swell. This one we had, I think it was, um, it started off like pretty good in the morning. It was pretty crazy, but it started off pretty good. And then I haven't been to Japan a lot of times. I've been, I think that was my third time there, but I've never been to that exact spot. And it, it seemed like it changed like very quickly. Um, you know, it can go from like small to big or the tide can change it a lot. So it started off nice and then it got kind of crazy at the end, just super windy. And like, it felt like, like I was surfing in a washing machine. It was crazy. That's the best <laughs> way I can explain it. But sometimes typhoons bring incredible surf. So yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get scared? For sure. I get, I'm scared every day. Yeah. All the time. Absolutely. Yeah. You totally get scared. What's your process for fear? I kind of just like, I guess, remind myself that I can do it and that I, I don't know. I just think like believing yourself. I think self-talk is a big one for me. Like just telling myself it's Mm -hmm. all good. Stay calm. You can do this. Um, and yeah. So kind of cultivating that inner coach. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Just self-talk for me is like pretty, pretty helpful. Yeah. 
And do you have to combat, because sometimes you're in charge of self-talk and sometimes the brain just talks. <laughs> and do you have to combat that like fear voice with like your own sort of inner coach, inner talk? For sure. I mean, sometimes everything, It sometimes you're, it just depends. Like sometimes you're really scared. Sometimes you're just like a little bit nervous. Like it just kind of depends. I think ner being nervous is good. I think that just, it like exciting nerves. Like, you know, every time you go into an event, you're, you're nervous because you want to do good and you put so much into it and you have those exciting nerves. And I think that's, that's great. That's what makes like losing suck so much. And that's what makes winning feel so good, you know? So I actually enjoy those nerves. Um, cause it's like it, it mentally, you see how you can like battle with that. There's times yeah. where you're more nervous, you're less nervous. Like it just depends on the situation. But yeah, of course there's like always that, that mental mind, mental talk you have to battle. And, um, I don't know. I like to keep things pretty simple. That's just like, everyone has their own little tick, but for me, I just like to keep things simple and that kind of works for me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think this aspect is, or this conversation is super important to people. And even though they're not out there surfing big waves, we live in this kind of scary, uncertain world at times. And I think that hearing a 20 year old woman talk about, I feel fear and I do it anyway. I feel fear and I've cultivated this voice inside that sort of like helps me walk through it. This idea that we are not completely passive and powerless to fear and to being nervous and that we can reframe it is such an important conversation right now. I think it contributes to mental health. I think it contributes to having power and agency over your life. Um, and I just think you're just such a great role model for that. If you can be out there surfing in a typhoon, <laughs> that makes me sound, that makes me sound way cooler than I am. <laughs> no, you're really cool. <laughs> no, that you're really cool. I definitely am not going to like sit here and say I never get scared because that's just straight yeah. up not the truth. Um, so there's things that are fearful every day, whether it's in your sport or not in your sport, you know? So yeah, I guess just like self-talk is really helpful for me. When you're out there competing, you're competing for waves as well, right? So uh, like a sick wave comes and you're out there on the with all the other women and you have to like scramble to get that wave, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you kind of, you know, there's this thing called priority that we have. And in the beginning of the heat, there's no priority. But let's just say like, you know, I take away first, then automatically you have priority over the next wave. You have any choice over the next wave. So no matter where you're sitting or um, I'm sitting, like you can take that wave over me. So um, the beginning of the heat definitely can get a little bit scrappy. So yeah, really, you're just like, obviously, before you're here, kind of watching the conditions. And then once you're out there, you're kind of remembering what you saw on the beach and you're trying to like replicate it out there of like, okay, these are where I saw the best waves coming through, whatever. So yeah, it's crazy. You know, obviously sometimes you're out there and, and the ocean goes flat for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and in a 30 minute heat, there's so many unknown things that can happen. You know, like I guess surfing is a sport where you can have a plan with your coach and it goes completely south when you're out there and you have to kind of be very good at adapting. I'd say that's the best word I can think of is surfers are very good at adapting because it's constantly changing and it's never ever the same playing field. So you always have to um, adapt to the situation. So yeah. Another great lesson for life. Another great lesson for just flowing with it and not like we all have our plans. We all think that we can, you know, we figured it out and mapped it out and then life changes. Absolutely. Being able to flow with that is so important. Okay. I want to go back to the Olympics because this is just so mind blowing. You're, you're 17 years old. It's the first time surfing has been in the Olympics. It's the first time of equal pay. You're out there with, you're one of two women representing the USA, like crazy. 
Can you paint us a picture of what it was like when you're out there competing? Like, were you excited? Were the waves good? I mean, we've talked a little bit about that, but I just would love to know what, what that feeling was like. Yeah, it was, it was just a super surreal feeling. I'd say like, it was just like, I think it was just so cool because just being there with a team, like surfing is such an individual sport and kind of being there, you know, the whole team USA stayed together, the surfers. So there was two men and two women and we also competed with each other on the tour. So, um, but normally everyone's in different houses and everyone has their own coaches and doing different things. But this time we were all together in, in the same house. And even though we were all there to win individual medals, we also were rooting the other teammate on because we just wanted all of us to do good. And it's, I've never really had that experience before because, you know, mm-hmm. you're all, usually you're just going there for yourself and you just want yourself to do good or you want your friends to do good, but you're not really staying down there watching their heats. But this time you're like, okay, like I have a heat at 8 a.m. and my teammate has a heat at 1 p.m. I'm staying down here all day to to watch her heat or his heat or whatever. And so that was like super cool. Um, yeah, it was just really surreal. And everyone was just like really happy and just like stoked and like, I don't know, I'd say surreal and I guess maybe like really honored to like represent USA it was just like so darn special. And yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great description. And so how did you do at the Olympics? Uh, I saw I got fourth at the Olympics. I just missed out on a medal, which kind of was wow. a bummer. Um, yeah, it was a crazy experience. It was really amazing. And um, hopefully I'm in the next one. We, we have our qualifiers next year. So it's that's crazy to think about, too. It's already like going to the next Olympics. I would bet on you for sure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate welcome. that. <laughs> so you recently took a break from surfing. Um, but you're back at it and kicking ass. Uh, what competitions have you participated in recently? Yeah, so I just got back from Tahiti. It was the first time Chopu was on for the women in 16 years, I think. Um, so that was a pretty big one. What? What? Wait, tell us what that is. Um, Chopu is like one of the heavy. You can just look it up, and you'll be like, okay, wow. <laughs> Chopu is one of the <laughs> most scary, intimidating, but most like amazing waves in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's pretty incredible to have the to women back there. It's like a left barreling wave on a reef. So pretty scary and intimidating, Ooh. but so beautiful at the same time. And so that was really special to be back there competing. And um, and then before that, I was in South Africa, then I was in Brazil, and then I was in El Salvador. So yeah, I started competing in El Salvador and then just did like the, um, the next three after that. So I fun. mean, you get to go to some really cool places. Too. Yeah, There's absolutely. That. Oh my gosh. It's like one of the best parts about what we do yeah. is to experience the world. What are your favorite waves or places that you've been? That's a that's a hard one. I I love Australia is one of my favorite places. I can like I'd say I can have a house there. That's how much I like it there. Obviously, California is amazing. I'm from Florida. Florida's I wouldn't say they have the best waves, but it's one of my favorite places. <laughs> and then I'd say like Fiji Cloud Break is probably one of my favorite waves in the world. It's this wave in Fiji, which is incredible. So that's really hard. There's just so many amazing waves in the world, but anywhere that's like warm and like just perfect. Take me there. Yeah. Me too, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Totally. So what are you looking forward to next? You know, obviously now I'm in the off season and um, it's going to be nice to have a little regroup at home. I'm excited. I'm really motivated to do a full season next year. Um, It's going to be a big year, you know, obviously going for the world title as well as the Olympic spot again. I'm just going to be like, yeah, training super hard and really focused on next season. And I'm really excited about it. So that's what I'm focused on. Awesome. Um, what do you think your favorite thing is about surfing competitively? Holy cow, it's a loaded question. I <laughs> obviously like the high, the highs you feel. Like you're, it's just such a good feeling. Like to, to that winning feeling, or just like getting a crazy good wave. Like 
in front of a crowd and everyone cheering for you, like that's really fun. And it's such a cool feeling. It's, it's super exciting. So that's yeah. really fun. And and it sounds like you're doing it, but just live every moment. For of sure. It, for it, sure. It's goes by. There's just, there's, and there's nothing like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's just nothing like it. Yeah. Okay. My last question is, what would you say to the surfers who look up to you? Yeah, I'd say just believe in yourself. Give it your all, you know, YOLO, yes. you got one life. Give it your all and, and have fun with it and just do, do what makes you happy, really, because I'm, I'm surfing because it makes me so happy. And, and um, it's just so special that I get to do it as my job, my sport, you know, so do what makes you happy. Give it your all and shoot for the stars. I love that. I love that. Well, Caroline, it has been an honor to talk to you. Um, I think you're super inspiring. I love what a badass athlete you are, but I also love how grateful you are. You just have like gratitude is emanating from you and it's super cool to see. And I'm definitely going to watch your career and uh, you you did not disappoint. <laughs> I knew this was going to be an awesome conversation. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great. Anytime. I loved talking to Caroline Marks. She really feels like the future of women's sports. I mean, she has started her career getting equal pay. She is focused on mental health at the beginning of her career, which I think focusing on that early and, and paying attention to that is a huge edge for sustainability in a sport. I asked her, do you get scared? I mean, she's out there surfing these gnarly waves and, and she was real candid. I, I get scared, but I walk through it. She talked about how she deals with uncertainty with the conditions and everything, which I also think is an inspiring conversation to have because we live in such an uncertain world. And lastly, this is a girl who's grateful every day and she loves her sport and she's excited. And man, she's 20 years old and it was just a great conversation with a lot of takeaways. Torched is a production of Film Nation Entertainment in association with Gilded Audio. It's executive produced by me, Molly Bloom, Alyssa Martino, Milan Papelka, Andy Chug, and Whitney Donaldson. This episode was produced by Nikki Stein and Kelsey Albright. Tori Smith is our associate producer. Olivia Canny is our production assistant. Original music by James Levino. Special thanks to Allison Cohen and Matt Azenstedt. Next time on Torched, We've got the shocking story behind the arrests of several high-ranking FIFA officials in 2015. The whole world woke up to the news that the Swiss police force had arrested all these FIFA officials in a hotel in Zurich and politely um, but firmly put them under arrest and took them out of the hotel. That's next time on Torched. Thanks for listening. As always, if you like what you hear, follow, subscribe, and leave us a review. We'll see you next time. You ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. 
But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.